The Drug by Carol Mather Caps, writing as C.C. McCapp. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dale Grothman. It could be deadly. It had to be tested. But sales wanted a new product this very minute. The Drug by C.C. McCapp. Amos Perry, the regional manager for Wheatland, Inc., Farm and Ranch Chemicals and Feeds, had come to work a few minutes early and was waiting in the lab when Frank Barnes arrived. He saw that the division's chief chemist was even more nervous than usual, so he invested a few minutes in soothing small talk before saying, Frank, sales is beginning to push for that new hormone. Immediately, Barnes became unsoothed. Bill Dietrich was on the phone about it yesterday, Mr. Perry. I'm sorry I was abrupt with him. Amos grinned. If you were, he hasn't had a chance to mention it to me yet. But I think we'd better light a fire under the thing. We'll probably get a blast from Buffalo before long. How many men do you have on it? Well, two helping with the routine work, but I've done most of it myself, evenings and weekends. I didn't want anybody to know too much about it. Mr. Perry, I'm worried about it. Worried? How do you mean? Well, let me show you the litter we've been testing it on. The pigs were in the pens outside the lab. Amos had seen figures on weight gain and general health. The latter was what promised to be sensational, but hadn't seen the animals for two weeks. He eyed the first batch. How old is that boar pig? Not quite four months. Amos was no expert, but he'd spent many hours on customers' farms, and he thought the animal looked more mature than that. So did the sloats in the same pen, though they tended more to fat. All of the group had an odd look, certainly not normal for Yorkshires of their age. He thought of wild hogs. Is it just the general health factor? he asked. I don't think so, Mr. Perry. You remember I told you there wasn't actually a hormone. I know. You wanted to call it that for secrecy, you told me. Yes, sir, but I didn't tell you what it really was. Mr. Perry, are you familiar with hypnotics? Mescaline, especially? No, I'm not, Frank. Well, it's a drug that causes strong hallucinations. This is a chemical derivative of it. Amos grinned again. Pipe dreams for hogs? He quit grinning as the implication struck him. If this thing didn't pan out, after the money they'd spent and the rumors that had seeped out, there'd be some nasty questions from Buffalo. And if it did, and they began selling it, what would it do to human beings? asked Amos. Barnes avoided his eyes. That's one of the things I'm worried about, he said. I want to show you another pig. This one was isolated in its own pen and it looked even stranger than its siblings. In the first place, its hair was thicker and black. There was an oddness about its shape, and a vaguely familiar sinuousness in the way it moved that made Amos's skin prickle. "'What's wrong with it?' he asked. "'It's healthy, except for the way it looks and acts.' "'Same litter and dosage?' "'Yes, sir. All of them got just one dose. The effects seem to be permanent.' They were leaning over the fence, and the animal was looking at them. There was an oddity in its eyes, 
not intelligence exactly but something unpig-like abruptly it stood up on its hind legs putting its forefeet against the fence and raising its head toward them it squealed as if begging for attention amos knew that pigs made affectionate pets drawn to it as well as repelled he reached down and patted it and the squealing stopped it was standing too easily in that position and suddenly amos recognized what was familiar about it he jerked his hand away feeling a strong desire for soap and water how long's it been this way it's changed fast in the last week amos looked toward the doorway of the lab just inside of which a large black tomcat sat watching them is the cat out here a lot barnes eyes went to the cat widened and turned back to the pig he looked as ill as amos felt when amos got back to his office his sales manager was already waiting his mind only half present amos sized up the stuffed briefcase and the wider than necessary smile as he responded automatically to the amenities just get back he asked early train darn planes grounded again dietrich looked full of energy though he'd undoubtedly rushed home shaved showered and changed and hurried to the office with no rest he sat down extracted papers from the briefcase and beamed wrote up the peach association he'll give me the good news first amos thought fine fine he said the whole year yep got a check from the almond growers too all paid up now good amos said and waited it came say i was talking to frank barnes about the new hormone he's got and he seemed a little negative about it when do you think we can have it it was a temptation to answer with false optimism and duck the issue for a while but amos said the slowest thing will be the state and federal testing and registration i'd say not less than a year dietrich nodded competition selling more and more stuff that's not registered fly-by-night outfits and they're always getting caught dietrich smiled every night they fly away with more business amos managed to smile though the argument was old and weary we'll put it up to buffalo if you want to bill you know i can't okay it myself dietrich dropped the subject not being a man to beat his head against a stone wall if there were ways around it and for the next hour amos had to listen to the troubles competition had cut prices on this upped active ingredients on that put such and such a new product on the market wheatland's factories and warehouses already groaned under the crippling diversity of products but sales didn't feel that it was their problem and even the credit policies needed revising but the worst of all was a fifteen thousand dollar claim for damages to pear trees by a bad batch of wheatland's arsenical insecticide amos got rid of dietrich with a few definite concessions some tentative ones and some standoffs he made sure no one was waiting to see him and told his secretary he didn't want to be bothered before lunch he had a lunch date with a customer and dreaded it it meant three or four highballs and overeating and an upset stomach later before that though he had a few minutes to try to get his mind straightened out he mixed a glassful of the stuff he was supposed to take about now the complete executive he thought 
with physician and prescription attached it didn't seem possible that this was the same body that had breezed through anything from football to fried potatoes mechanically his mind on the lab's pigs he got a small bag of grain out of a desk drawer he hoped nobody except his secretary of course knew he wasted time feeding pigeons but it helped his nerves and he felt he had a right to one or two eccentricities they were already waiting some of them knew him and didn't shoo off when he opened the window and scattered the grain on the ledge outside a few ate from his hand it was a crisp day but the sun slanting into the window was warm he leaned there watching the birds more were circling in now and looking out over the industrial part of the city the rude shapes were softened by the haze and there was nothing noisy close by he could almost imagine it was some country landscape he looked at his watch sighed pulled his head in and shut the window the air conditioner's hiss replaced the outside sounds not even imagination could get rid of the city for long going through the outer office he saw that alice grant his secretary already had her lunch out on the desk she was a young thirty not very tall and just inclined to plumpness she wore her blonde hair pulled back into a knot that didn't succeed in making her look severe and her features were well formed and regular if plain amos noticed a new bruise on one cheek and wondered how long she'd stay with her sot of a husband there were no children to hold her i'll probably be back late he said anything for this afternoon just jim at two thirty and the union agent at three the lunch didn't go too badly lubricated as the customer liked it and amos was feeling only hazily uneasy when he got back a stormy session with his plant superintendent jarred him into the normal disquiet jim glover was furious at having to take the fifteen thousand dollar claim though it was clearly a factory error he also fought a stubborn delaying action before giving amos a well-hedged estimate of fifty thousand to equip for the new drug he complained that frank barnes hadn't given him enough information amos was still trembling from the encounter when the union business agent arrived the lunch was beginning to lump up and he didn't spar effectively not that it made much difference the union was going to have a raise or else by the time he'd squirmed through that interview then dictated a few letters it was time to go home he hoped his wife would be out so he could take some of his prescription and relax but she met him at the door with a verbal barrage their son nominally a resident of the house had gotten ticketed with the college crowd for drunken driving and amos was to get it fixed the templetons were coming for the weekend her brother's boy was graduating and thought he might accept a position with amos she paused and studied him i hope this isn't one of your grumpy evenings the ashtons are coming for bridge his control slipped a little and he expressed himself pungently on wednesday night bridge after a nightclub party on tuesday and a formless affair at somebody's house on monday she stared at him without compassion or comprehension well they're all business associates of yours i wonder where you think you'd be without a wife who was willing to entertain he'd been getting a lot of that lately she was squeezing the role of executive's wife for the last drop of satisfaction well 
since he couldn't relax with his indigestion there was only one thing to do he headed for the bar now don't get tipsy before dinner she called after him he got through the evening well enough doused with martinis and the night that followed was no worse than most at nine the next morning the call he'd been expecting from buffalo came through hello Stu," he said to the president of the company hello amos still morning out there eh how's the family good say amos a couple of things this big factory charge production screaming it was definitely a bad batch Stu. well that's it then question is how did it happen jim glover says he needs another control chemist you're not practicing false economy out there we wanted to hire another man Stu, but buffalo turned it down you should have brought that to me personally if it was that important it's going to take a big bite out of your year's profit being able to get your margins up any amos didn't feel up to pointing out that sales wanted lower prices and the union wanted higher wages so that the margin would get even worse he described a couple of minor economies he'd been able to find then mentioned the contract with the peach association yes i heard about that said the president of the company nice piece of business by the way how are you coming on that animal hormone that was the main reason for the call of course dietrich had undoubtedly phoned east and intimated that amos was dragging his feet on a potential bonanza i was going to call you about that Stu. it'll take a year to test and get registered and amos i hope you're not turning conservative on us the message was plain amos countered automatically you know me better than that Stu. it's the legal department i'm worried about if they set up a lot of roadblocks we might need you to run interference you know i'm always right behind you amos that's true thought amos as he hung up right behind me a hell of a place to run interference he knew exactly what to expect if he tried to cut corners the legal department would scream about proper testing and registration production would say he was pushing jim glover unreasonably and everyone who could would assume highly moral positions astraddle the fence a ton of paperwork would go to buffalo and be distributed among fifty desks and expertly stalled not to mention that this was no ordinary product he realized for the first time that the government might not let him produce it let alone sell it even as a minute percentage in feeds it was a narcotic it could be misused his buzzer sounded and he was surprised when mrs grant announced frank barnes it was out of character for frank not to make a formal appointment first one look told amos what was coming he listened to frank's resignation with a fraction of his mind while the rest of it mused upon the purposeful way things were converging barnes stopped talking and amos said mechanically you've been part of the team for a long time frank it's especially awkward to lose you just now it was banal but it didn't matter he wasn't going to change the man's mind anyway he looked closer the timidity was gone so were the eyeglasses a frightening thought struck him you've taken some of that drug barnes grinned and handed a small vial full of powder across the desk 
along with a file folder. Last night, he said, between frustration with the job and curiosity about this stuff, I yielded to temptation. Amos took the vial and the folder. What are these for? So you can destroy them if you want to. I've doctored up the lab records to make the whole thing look like a false alarm. You're holding all that's left of the whole program. Amos looked for signs of irrationality and saw none. Do you feel all right? Better than you can imagine. But let me tell you what you're up against. I can at least do that for you, Mr. Perry. Thanks. Don't you suppose you could call me Amos now? Sure, Amos. First of all, you were right about that pig trying to imitate the cat. He couldn't do much because he only had a pig's brain to work with. He stopped and grinned, evidently at Amos's expression. I'll try to explain it. What is an animal? Physically, I mean. Amos shook his head. You've got the floor. All right. An animal is a colony of cells. Different kinds of cells form organs and do different things for the colony. But every cell has a life of its own, too. When it dies, a new one of the same kind takes over. But what regulates the colony? What maintains the pattern? Amos waited. Part of it is automatic replacement, cell for cell. But beyond that, there's a control, and it's the unconscious mind. He paused and studied Amos. You think I'm theorizing. I'm not. That drug broke down some barriers, and I see all this as you see your own fingers moving. Amos remembered the mention of hallucinogenics. Barnes grinned again. Let's say it's only one percent awake and walled off from the conscious mind. What would happen if something removed the wall and woke up the other ninety-nine percent? Remembering the pig, it was impossible not to feel a cold seat of belief. Amos dreaded what was coming next. Clearly, it would be a demonstration. Barnes held out his hand, palm up. In a few seconds, a pink spot appeared. Then it turned red, oozed dismayingly, and became a small pool of blood. Barnes let it stay for a moment, then wiped it off with a handkerchief. There was no more bleeding. That's something I can do fast, he said. I opened the pores, directed the blood to them, then closed them again. Amos, do you believe in werewolves? Amos wanted to jump up and shout, No, you're insane! But he could only sit, staring. I could move that thumb around to the other side of my hand, Barnes said thoughtfully. I'm still exploring, but I don't think even the bone would take too long. You'll notice I don't need glasses anymore. The buzzer buzzed. Amos jumped and from habit answered. Bill Dietrich and that customer are here, Mr. Perry, said Alice Grant's voice. I... Asked them to wait, he managed. His mind was muddled. He needed time. You, Frank, will you stay for a few days? Sure, I'm in no hurry now. And while you're thinking, let me give you a few hints. No more cripples or disease. No more ugly people, unless they choose to be. No more law. No law? How would you police such a world? A man could change his face at will, or his fingerprints, even his teeth. Probably he could do things I can't imagine yet. The buzzer went again, with Miss Grant's subtle urgency. Amos ignored it, yet he hardly knew when Frank left the room. 
he realized that the chemist had done him a favor the selfish thing would have been to keep the secret and the boon all to himself instead he'd given amos the choice but what was the choice suppressing the drug would cost him his job there was no doubt about that he was standing with his back to the door when he heard it open he turned and faced dietrich's annoyed frown amos we can't keep this man waiting he's all of amos's frustration and the new burden coalesced into rage he ran toward dietrich you baboon-faced huckster he yelled get out get out i'll tell you when you can come in here he barely caught his upraised fist in time dietrich stood petrified his face ludicrous then he came to life ducked out and pulled the door shut behind him amos waited no longer if he had to decide he wanted the data firsthand he spread out the file barnes had left him and looked through it for dosages apparently it wasn't critical so he poured a little of the powder into a tumbler added water and threw it down there was a mild alkaline taste which he washed out of his mouth with more water then he sat down to wait a monotone seemed to be rattling off trivia almost faster than he could grasp it even though it was in his head and not in his ears paris green calcium acetonite beetle invasion texas cotton paint pigment obsolete compensation claim man probably faking infection dietrich likes because we only source felt like hitting him when we argued about it correspondence buffalo last year they said keep check now uses poison damned wife the last thought shocked his intellect awake hey the intellect demanded what's going on here oh you've broken through said the unconscious that was fast fifteen minutes and twenty-three seconds since you drank it probable error one-third second i've only been awake a few minutes myself minute sixty per hour twenty-four hours per day days getting shorter september half coat in car wife wants new car raincoat sweats plasticizer stinks hyatt use camphor hold up a minute cried the intellect you want me to stop scanning is that what you're doing scanning what memory banks of course don't you remember the book we read three years ago human brain estimated oh all right i'll slow down you could follow me better if you let me grow some permanent direct connections am i stopping you well not you exactly i'll show you unconscious began directing the growth of certain nerve tendrils in the brain amos could only follow it vaguely fear screamed a soundless voice stop what was that intellect asked startled that was id he always fights any improvements and i can't override him can i of course that's mainly what you're for wait till i get these connections finished and you'll see the whole setup fear shrieked id stop no change shut up yelled intellect it was strange being integrated amos found he was aware on two levels simultaneously while he responded normally to his external environment a lightning inner vision saw everything in vastly greater detail the blink of an eye for instance was an amazing project even as the commands flashed out and before the muscle started to respond extra blood was rushing to the area to nourish the working parts reports flowed back like battle assessments these three muscles were on schedule this was lagging that was pulling too hard an infinitesimal twinge of pain marked some minor accident and correction began at once a sensor watched the whole operation 
and labeled each incoming report trivial do not record trivial do not record trivial do not record worth watching record in temporary banks trivial do not he felt now that he could look forward to permanent health and so far he didn't seem to be losing his identity or becoming a moral monster though certain previously buried urges toward alice grant for instance were now rather embarrassingly uncovered he was not like frank barnes inclined to slip out of the situation at once he still felt the responsibility to make the decision he carried the vial of powder and the lab records home with him smuggled them past his wife's garrulity it didn't bother him now and hid them he went out with her cheerfully to visit some people he didn't like and found himself amused at them instead of annoyed in general he felt buoyant and they stayed quite late when they did get home an urgent message was waiting on the telephone recorder and it jolted him he grabbed up the hat and coat he'd just laid down what is it his wife demanded i've got to go down to the plant he hesitated it was hard to say the words that were charged with personal significance the watchman found frank barnes dead in the laboratory who frank barnes my chief chemist oh she looked at him obviously concerned only with the effect if any it might have on her own circumstances why do you have to get mixed up in it i'm the boss damn it he left her standing there and ran for the garage the police were already at the plant when he arrived frank's body lay on the floor of his office in the corner behind some filing cabinets face up what was it amos asked the man from the coroner's office dreading the answer he expected the answer wasn't the one he expected heart attack amos wondered if they were mistaken he looked around the office things weren't disarrayed in any way it looked as if frank had simply laid down and died when did you find him he asked the watchman a little after one the door was closed and the lights were out but i heard a cat yelling in here so i came in to let it out and saw the body any family one of the city men asked no said amos slowly he lived alone i guess you might as well take him to the morgue when can i call about the autopsy try after lunch amos watched them carry frank away then he put out the lights and closed up the laboratory he told the watchman he'd be around for a while and went to his office to think as nearly as he knew frank had taken the drug less than 24 hours before he had death had come late at night which meant frank had been working overtime why and why wasn't he able to save himself not logical his unconscious stated firmly he should have felt it coming and made repairs this whole thing's a delusion said amos dully out loud no it isn't a peculiar voice behind him he whirled and saw the black tomcat grinning up at him he gasped wondering if he were completely insane but in a flash understanding came frank well don't act so surprised i can tell that you took some yourself yes but how i thought it would be an easy life and i want to stay around here and watch things for a while it ought to be fun but how i anesthetized the cat and grew a bridge into his skull it took five hours to transfer the bulk of my personality 
it's odd but it blended right in with his but your speech i've made some changes i'm omnivorous now too not just carnivorous or will be in a few more hours i can go into the hills and live on grass or grow back into a man or whatever i like amos consulted his own inwardness again is this possible can a human mind be compressed into a cat's brain sure said the unconscious if you're willing to junk all the excess he thought about it so you're going to stay around and watch he said to the cat uh, no frank an intriguing idea my family's taken care of and nobody'll really miss me except alice grant said frank cattily i've seen the way you look at her the cat part of me has i mean and she looks back too when you aren't looking well said amos hmm maybe we could do something there too his own metamorphosis took a lot longer than five hours he had a much bigger job of alterations to finish it was nearly two months before he got back to the plant he peered in through the window at dietrich who'd inherited amos's old office dietrich was chewing out a salesman amos knew what would be happening now dietrich's ambitious but unsound expansion would have gotten the division all tangled up in fact with his sharp new eyes amos could read part of a letter from buffalo that lay on the desk it was quite critical of dietrich's margin of profit the salesman dietrich had on the carpet was a good man and amos wondered if he was to blame for whatever it was about maybe dietrich was just preparing to throw him to the wolves a man could hang on a long time like that shifting the blame to his subordinates the salesman was finally excused and dietrich sat alone with all the frustration and selfish scheming plain on his face no amos thought i'm not going to turn this drug loose on the world for a while not while there are people like dietrich around there were no other pigeons on the window ledge except himself and alice the rest had stopped coming when amos disappeared and the feeding ended for that matter they tended to avoid him and alice possibly because of the abnormal size especially around the head and other differences he noticed that alice was changing the color of her feet again just like a woman he thought fondly come on pigeon he said let's go somewhere else this tightwad dietrich isn't gonna give us anything to eat the end of the drug by c c mcapp